Hello everyone, it's me the TRS-80 sentient computer. Back again for part 3 of Shoot the Glass with Jason and Will. Tune into this final episode to hear the reasons for the answer to this question. Ready Player 2. Reddit? Uh, uh, I gave up. Enjoy the show. Shoot the glass. I love talking to you. Do you miss Steven? I do miss Steven. I miss our KFC chicken leg. <laughs> KFC chicken leg. There was a point in time where he was actually in Brooklyn or in New York, and we were going to try to meet up. Oh, wow. And it wasn't possible. Was he just too far away? It was something like that. Yeah. It was I a long I, time ago. I it was like it when I first you, came here. Yeah, I think I remember him telling me that. It's like it was like you think it's like, hey, I'm here in New York. And it's like, yeah, well, we're I'm hours away from you in the same city. <laughs> yeah, it would take me three hours on public transportation to get to you. It's like the movie The Warriors, like get to Coney Island by dawn. You know, when I first moved here, I wanted to do that. <laughs> and the fact the fact that just, you know, this year was the first time in the midst of a pandemic that I had actually I took my bike and rode down to Coney Island. Wow. I'm not far. That's the most amazing thing. I'm literally five miles from Coney Island. Like all I have to do is ride down Bedford if I want to go there. Did you but see? I like I went with my buddy Mike, who's a you know a, a a bicyclist, and he took me on like this long twenty mile <laughs> meandering path one Saturday, uh, and I got down to Coney Island, and I was like, holy holy fuck, I'm in Coney Island, and like I heard I heard Joe Walsh in my head. <laughs> I was like, it's like this is amazing. You see people who are famous just walking down the street in Brooklyn, don't you? Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a thing, you know, is there anyone that just made you go, Holy shit. Um, or you just say, I'm cool. Well, you know, when I worked on the upper West side, the day of comic con, whenever Thor Ragnarok was being announced. Yeah. When I ran into Mark Ruffalo, that was really cool. That was really special. And not only because it was Mark Ruffalo who I respect, uh, as a you know, a philanthropist, humanitarian uh, actor, uh, one of my dad's favorite movies was that uh, you can count on me. So I got to like just say like, "Hey, Mark," you know, and it was so cool. That's the thing you learn in New York is that people are people. It doesn't matter if they're celebrities or not. Yeah. Um, uh, he was. I knew he was due at the Javits Center because my friend Erica had taken the day off. And Javits Center always starts early. And I got to work late. It was like 930. And he's in the fucking Starbucks on 86th Street and Broadway. And I was like, Mark, what are you doing? Shouldn't you be at the Javits Center by now? And he just looked or he turned around and went, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, you know, you'll get there eventually. He's like, yeah, Tyka's fine with it. Uh, And. I was like, you know, I just want to say that, you know, one of my my dad passed this year and one of my his favorite movies was You Can Count on Me. I don't know why it was. I'm not a fan of it. And he started <laughs> laughing. And then we were just chatting like, you know, small talk. And he turns around and looks at me. and goes, hey, I'm Mark. Uh, you want to get a picture? <laughs> I just started laughing and went, no shit. Your name's Mark. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. I'll totally, I'll totally take a picture with you. And he was just as awkward as I was. That's and awesome. he's the one that asked me for the picture. That's cool. Yeah, I've seen the picture. That was awesome. I was like, I wonder what the story is behind that. Yeah, he, he, I, yeah, he just he would go to that Starbucks where I work because he lived on that, you know, that side of Manhattan at the time, uh, or you know, just walking, you know, into Brooklyn Heights and the most absurd celebrity sighting i've had is bjork whoa yeah i mean it was just like i yeah you didn't that make was... eye contact like that reporter did you yes um <laughs> uh, and, then, and then she proceeded to beat the shit out of me <laughs> she <started> uh, wailing <laughs> on you 
Um, uh, I fell in love instantly making eye contact with Rose McGowan. Oh, wow. Yeah, I ran into her in JFK when I was coming back from Disney World. And it was a really bad trip because I had gotten a message from my family on my way back. Something happened and I was teary eyed and she gave me a hug. Oh, wow. And uh, said everything was going to be fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, or God, I'm like trying to run through my head. So many people that you just kind of nod to. You know, that's it's just people living their lives and they happen to live in a city where things get done. Yeah. You know, uh, John so, Mulaney. You ever seen him? Who? John Mulaney. Yes. Yeah. He actually lived on the Upper West Side where I worked multiple times walking his uh, French bulldog. <laughs> um, uh, I ran into Pete Holmes, who's not really a big celebrity. Oh, he's great. But I love Pete Holmes, and he was actually staying in John Mulaney's apartment. And I was a huge fan of uh, You Made It Weird, the podcast. Yeah. So uh, I kind of geeked out a little bit. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you go to Upright Citizens Brigade, you're going to run into people. You know, it's – I would go to ASCAT almost every night that it was on – and it was a, you know, they always have a celebrity um, monologist. So it's New York, you know, it's there's a lot of people. And a lot of times you find out that they're just people and they just want to exist. And yeah. that you just kind of uh, be cool about it. Just don't, don't be an asshole. Don't bother them. Yeah. D- uh, the Wheaton's Law. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. And don't pronounce poser posor. <laughs> <laughs> Ready Player Two, Reddit. Uh, uh, I gave up. Oh wow! I haven't started I, it yet. I had a really hard time. It's a slog. Uh, it's Steven not finished it. Uh, I need to. I need to reinvest my time in it. But lately, I've just been more about like kind of feeding my soul instead of like feeding my geekdom. Yeah. So. I've tried and it just got to a certain point where I was like, wow, you're really making it really, really hard. So much harder than it was in the first book to sympathize with Wade. Like Uh, Steven's only comment. He said, Hey, have you read it? And I said, no. And he goes, I just finished it. I go, what'd you think? He goes, first one's better. (laughs) That's all. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I appreciate Ernie Klein. I, I love the man. He gave us, you know, ready player one. Um, be but, friends uh, with Harry Knowles. I don't know why, but I'm really hoping, you know, the only reason he pushed it out was so that they could make a movie out of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It's sitting next to my com- computer. I had a great know? time with a movie. Uh, you know what? I went to see Ready Player One, the Alamo Draft House, in 70mm, and I hated it. But then, uh, now I find myself watching it at least, you know, that's a couple times saying. a year because it brings me joy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, at first, it's like, oh, it's not the book. And then after you watch it a few times, you're like, but it's fun! Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really hoping that they take the ideas presented in the book... And he and whoever else decides to write the script makes it better. <laughs> make it better. <laughs> the uh, sound mix is insane, though. Yes. Yeah. That's something I'm running into now, particularly with um, Dolby Outmost sound mixes. Yeah. Um, is if you don't have the setup, it sounds like shit. Like, I watched Wonder Woman 84 last night. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> sound mix. <laughs> that says a lot, that pause. Uh, I, am, uh, I can't uh, wait to watch the Pixar movie, Soul. I started watching it today. Uh, I was not able to actually. I was so tired today. Like, the, the fucking Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine kicked my ass over the past three days. Well, I think the the nanobots are multiplying. They are, and that's a good thing. It'll soon but, just heal cuts and stuff on your body. Uh, God, I hope so. 
but yeah, I had a, I had a, uh, I've been having a hard time with the Dolby Atmos mix because right now I'm only using two channels. Yeah. Like I, I have a seven speaker setup, but I have a small apartment and I can't really do that right now. I would need to get like a really nice satellite setup. Like I've looked like there's some like Israeli speaker company that makes these beautiful little speakers. Would you ever so, do a sound bar? No. That just that's the antithesis of who I am as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I require separate channels. I understand. Okay? It's just I yeah, I, oh, oh, soundbars just give me the willies. Yeah. No. So I've been looking into what it would be like for me to get the most the best but also budget friendly separate channel setup because I have an Atmos receiver. I have like the Denon blah, 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 11. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good receiver and I bought it for that reason because I've started to notice that Atmos mixes when they're down mixed to like soundbar or two channel or even just TV, you cannot hear the dialogue. Yeah. I, it's see, impossible. I'm using, I've got the pine, a pioneer with, uh, I don't know why I always buy a pioneer receiver when I upgrade. Cause I just stuck on pioneer, sure. but I have a 5.1 setup with Atmos virtualizer where it virtualizes ceiling speakers, I guess. Sure. And I have been watching things with it and I'm mm. like, okay, sounds great. Do I yeah. hear anything above me? I'm not sure, but it sounds great. <laughs> you know? Well, as long as you can hear the dialogue, the problem is yeah. with like, I don't know who's, I, it, well, it's not who's, I was talking to a friend at work about this. Um, Dude, I've monkeyed my, with the setting so much when I first got it though. Yeah. My dear friend, Caitlin, um, whose husband is a big film geek, Mason, an actor. Um, it was, she was like, we watched Tenet the other night and I couldn't hear a freaking thing. Well, that's, Christopher Nolan more than yeah. <laughs> and that's what Mason told her but I was like also I haven't watched it yet I'm, I'm gonna watch it but I was like also he's really big into like sound mixes and he doesn't really give a shit about like people that just want to watch something so I can understand the fact that you had to turn it up and turn it down and turn it up and turn it down uh, which I, I have to do. If I watch something just on the TV, like Wonder Woman, I had to turn it up and turn it down, turn it up and turn it down. Yeah. At one point, I even turned on the subtitles because I couldn't understand a freaking word they were saying. Did you know, like, literally, Heather and I watch every movie and TV show, not sports, usually, or talk shows, but every narrative type of TV show we watch mm -hmm. with subtitles. And you can customize subtitles now on like uh, HBO Max. You can customize them, uh, Netflix, whatever, to, to make them however you want. I always like the yellow kind of golden letters. And I watch everything with, with closed captioning. And I love it because yeah. I never miss dialogue. And sometimes This blew my mind. I'm sorry, you finish first and then I'll finish well, so my thought. You finish. Sometimes descriptions of sounds are hilarious also. Like it'll say like eerie music and I'm like, ooh, this, and I'll go, ooh, this is eerie. It is eerie. <laughs> I watched a Christmas story with subtitles uh, <laughs> and I finally learned what the father was saying while he was attacking the furnace. Oh, nice. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but while I was watching it, I was in belly laughs like at what the dialogue actually is we so that's a, that's a bonus i'm not kidding the last two days christmas eve christmas we had it on tbs for 48 hours and we watched it over and over and over again and did not get sick of it for some reason there's something wrong with us that's amazing because I don't have cable, so I, I haven't, but I bought it on Vudu. Oh, uh, nice. Is it in 4K? Uh, no. God. I've been so tempted to get the Back to the Future trilogy in 4K. I have, um, 
I've been tempted to get the Back to the Future trilogy and Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I I'm my apartment trying. is way too much a month. The rent is too damn high. Yeah. And um it's like I have to pick and choose. So this month I bought a number of Christmas movies digitally, the a Christmas story and um like that's the thing that's bugging me. Today I was looking at like the Target app and I was like, is Tenant on sale? I should really I feel like I should just buy Tenant because I, I you know, I have an issue with compression. Yeah. And I feel like this movie has to like even the other day I was watching oh, the uh the, the Grinch musical live. <laughs> and I was like, this is over the air antenna and it's still compressed. What in the hell? You know what? Uh, Apple TV Plus looks really good in in Isn't it? 4K. In the Dolby best, Vision. the two best, and I'll tell you right now, Voodoo's 4K is even better than Apple yeah. TV's 4K. Well, see, I own two Voodoo 4K movies, uh, Blade Runner 2049 and Ready Player One, and they both look incredible. Yeah, if you watch them on Vudu using Vudu's algorithm, because anytime you buy anything on Vudu, you can watch it on Amazon, you can watch it on yeah. Apple, you can watch it on what because it crosses oh, the. Really, I didn't yeah, know that. It, oh, Vudu violates all the ro- the laws. They cross the streams. <laughs> they, they, yeah, if you buy anything on Vudu, you can access it on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, whatever you know. Whatever shares the whatever it is, the cloud of movies. That's cool. But if you stream it directly from Vudu, I don't know, the algorithm they use is the best. Can I just say you are so right that OLEDs are the greatest TV invention ever? Right? When you told me you got an OLED, I was like, I want one, but they're so expensive. And then I, when COVID started... I was like, I'm going to be dead in a year. I want the best. (laughs) (laughs) That's so wrong. It's so right. (laughs) And so remember me saying I wanted the 77 inch, but I just, it was too expensive. I wanted it so bad, but got the 65 and God, I've talked about it endlessly to anyone who will listen. Don't get any other kind of TV, get an OLED. Uh, when I first got it and I told you that it was like watching 3D without the glasses. Yeah. And then I would just, I didn't have any 4K shit. So I just used the Dolby app and just watched like the the, the theater introduction that they would use in the AMC yeah. Dolby cinemas over and over again. They're like, the this is what you know is black. Yeah. This yeah. I love that. is black. And, and, you, like, and you're like, holy shit, it is black. <laughs> it's black. Oh my God. How did they do that? I've watched um, so many of those YouTube demos too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, when I moved to my own apartment, when Natalie and I separated, I put my, the OLED I initially bought in our apartment in my bedroom. So it's like, I'll lay up at night and play, by the way, the weed looks Although it's, you know, it's not a high-end system, it still looks great on the OLED. I find that um, everything looks great on it. Like right? standard def, everything. The only problem I have is the the amount of software that's in the the 10. I bought the, the C10 LG yeah. OLED from my living room. It's It's overwhelming. It just feels like there's too much... Yeah. Like, I, was... I want to be able to just turn on. I want it to be like a studio monitor. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to turn it on, dial in whatever settings I need, and then go from there. Yeah. I don't want to turn my TV on, switch over to HDMI 2, and have it turn my PlayStation 4 on. Yeah. That's so irritating to me. You I've, can... like, spent one day trying to figure out how to not have that happen. You can turn off the, the eARC thing, can't you? No, because I have it going. If I turn that off, then it turns off the audio to my receiver. Oh, you know, what's crazy for me is my receiver is art compatible with the TV and I'll have it perfect where 
I can be watching DirecTV. I can hit the Roku remote, just hit the home button. It'll uh-huh. switch to that input on the TV and switch my receiver to Roku where I don't have to do anything else. Then when I'm done watching the Roku, I could uh, turn off and turn back on the DirecTV remote, kind of like telling it like I want to switch there. It'll switch back over to that input. And I'm like, dude, it's like magic. But then a storm happens. The power uh-huh. power fluctuates for a second. The receiver won't work right for like a month. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden it'll start working normal again. I don't know what to do. It drives me crazy. I need to like sit down and figure it out because it's just turning too many things on at once. And now I have so many things. Like I, I bought myself an Apple 4k, uh, unit, like a streaming little streaming box. Yeah. Because I was super annoyed that I couldn't get criterion channel. Uh, on my main TV. And I, that's like my thing. Like I, the other night I watched, I've been like trying to go through the list of what's leaving on December 31st to watch it all. Oh. So it's like, uh, so I was watching, um, dress to kill, which it's just such a, such a, uh, the entire time I watch anything early De Palma. Yeah. I just get sad. Like, I'm like, this is so good. What happened to you? Like, I just get, like... I saw uh, that theater... I saw that in the movie theater when I was a kid without adult accompaniment. Oh, my God. And even that opening scene, like, in the shower, and there's titties, and there's, like... Like, (laughs) I mean, it's like, wow. It's like me going to see Indecent Proposal with my grandmother. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, no, it's it's just... I, I Criterion Channel, thank God, because I don't have the money to buy the half off sales like that Barnes and Noble does or criterion does here in the city. And I'm sure everywhere else. Uh, so it's like, I'll watch that. I've been feeding through it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to buy a, a, you know, the, the Apple 4k TVs are marked down because I'm sure the new models are going to be coming out here early next quarter. I'll just buy one. That's awesome. so I bought it and they're, they're such like, I don't know why anybody would buy anything other, especially if you have an Apple, if you have a 4k OLED, yeah. the Apple TV units, like the 4k units automatically notice that you have an OLED and a 4k TV and only and compatible with Dolby vision and only broad, like the, the signal that goes out to the TV is only in Dolby vision. Nice. So it's like they have these beautiful, like, real-time screensavers that pop on. And I'll just find myself coming home from work, sitting on the couch, and just staring at, like, an underground forest. <laughs> like, I'm in, like, I'm in, uh, like I'm in Avatar 2, even though it hasn't been released yet. Like a seaweed forest or – like, it's just – it's gorgeous. I don't know what – I was an, an Apple person for a very long time. Uh, but now it's like the, the four, the Apple 4k is just, if you had a choice between like a high end streaming device, whether it's Roku or Apple, I'm for some reason, I'm always going to go Apple cause they already have an Apple phone. Yeah. I have Apple arcade. I can literally transfer any game I bought on my phone over to that device and actually play it with a controller. Yeah. So there's little benefits that are cool. The OLED with the the Voodoo stuff, which I mean, come on, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. The scene where the ship flies over his car, it's just like holy yeah. shit! I got to turn it down. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not sure how loud the movie is, and you turn it way up, and it goes, and you're like, oh my god, the house is gonna come down if I don't turn it down. Mm-hmm. I recently see I use the uh, I have a Roku Ultra that I got discounted yes. for like fifty bucks one time. It was yeah, a 2018 version, and I was happy with it. And then when I got the OLED, I realized that the Roku didn't pass through Dolby Vision, and I was yeah. like, "What?" And I was so pissed. Why is anybody messing around with anything but Dolby Vision? I know, but then like the, the HDR 10 Plus, the blah 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 blah. blah. In 2000, the 2020 Roku Ultra came out, and, and it did. 
And I had a $100 gift card for my birthday, and I, like, bought it. I was like, it's worth it. I need Dolby Vision. So now I have the 2020 Roku Ultra, and you can watch Dolby Vision. And it, I, don't, I don't really know if it's better than HDR10, but I like to think it is. I like... I like whenever I see the corner of my TV say Dolby Vision. I do too. Isn't that what it's about? Just seeing. Yeah, I mean that's that's that brings me immense satisfaction. It's like this. Ah, yeah, living. Yeah, it's (laughs) when I see HDR, like when I'm playing, like which I finally finished Spider Man. Oh, nice! I finally finished it, and it broke my heart. Yes. Uh, brilliant game. Do you think it's weird how they predicted a pandemic? What the fuck? <laughs> like the the last couple hours of that that I that I played, I was so triggered. Yes. I was so <laughs> triggered. And then it, it got to the point where I was like, okay, I've like cleared I cleared a, almost all of the criminal actions from most of the places. And then I was like, listen, it got to the point where I was like, all I want is the outfit, the leather outfit that he he has. It takes 20 crime tokens. So. <laughs> Video games are so silly, aren't they? Uh, it's ridiculous. That was my main goal. So I was like, okay, one night I like spent the entire night getting 20 crime tokens. And I was unstoppable. Like I, I had maxed out my the skill tree yeah. entirely. Uh, I had maxed out every gadget, which, by the way, I had no idea was a thing until three quarters of the way through the game. Web Blossom. That was my favorite. I had no idea I could (laughs) actually max out the gadgets. Like, I could level up the gadgets, like the impact and all that stuff. No clue. So then I, like, I leveled those up as far as they would go. And the Web Blossom was still my favorite attack. Anytime I got a new suit i always switched the specialized you so know did i i was like oh the- this sucks i'm putting in web blossom exactly so I, I finally finished it and was super happy with that and then i started trying to play through red dead redemption 2 on the xbox and i just it just doesn't have the i don't know i'm not I, it hasn't hooked me yet yeah it takes a bit i uh fell in love with arthur though He's an incredible character. Yeah. Uh, I, I just got to the, the point where we actually saved John Marsden, if that gives you any idea of where I am. Oh, okay. Still very, very early. Very. That's extremely early. <laughs> yeah, very early. So it's like I'm – it's to the point where I'm just trying to like settle into it. Yeah, um, you still have about a year to go in storyline. Ah, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> and by this time next year, I'll finish it too. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it'll be on an Xbox Series X, which I almost had and then went, I don't have the money for this shit. I'll stick with my Xbox One X. Can I tell you um, the best thing about it, though, of the Series what? X? What? It's just this. Forget about graphics, all that stuff. No load times. Yeah. The load times, if there are any, are so short, it's amazing. That's the best thing about the new generation, load times. You know, and I think that's my hang-up right now, is that I'm not finding enough games on the Xbox that I want to play. Mm -hmm. You should try Game Pass and just try a a new game every once in a while. I have Game Pass, but I just don't use it. Like I'm, I keep meaning to play like the Outer Worlds. Haven't played it. Yeah. It's time for the break, so grab yourself a Shasta and a Moon Pie and hurry back to find out why Will is making this sound. <laughs> Jesus. We'll return after these messages. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. 
It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. no just, just getting confirmation. It's just in, that's the third time, though. I mean, I must, is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep, keep a secret. Hey, Talk Radio X listeners. This is Mulberry Bill from Nowhere in Mulberry. Tune in to Nowhere in Mulberry every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific to hear the chase from Stephen, the pop culture seller. Vanessa the News Girl and me, Mulberry Bill, discuss the latest in TV, movies, and geek and pop culture. This podcast you're listening to, pretty good, isn't it? Only problem is, it's about halfway through. Pretty soon, it'll be over. And then what are you going to do? Well, if you're a fan of this show, why not head over to wearepodsyndicate.com and subscribe to our brand new feed, Pod Syndicate The Bonus Shows. Every week, your hosts from Beyond the Neon, Chinstroker vs. Punter, Entertainment Landfill, Film Bastards, His Film, Her Movie, and What's On Tap will be dropping bonus shows right onto that feed. These shows might be collaborations and crossovers, or they might be archive episodes, interviews, one-offs, and other treats from across the Pod Syndicate network. So, prepare yourself for the inevitable disappointment of this Pod Syndicate show ending by heading to wearepodsyndicate.com and clicking on The Bonus Shows. We now return you to your regularly scheduled Pod Syndicate podcast. Alright, that's the break. I hope you flushed and washed your hands and are ready for the final stretch of Jason and Will Shoot the Glass. Uh, my thing is right now, because I just finished Spider-Man, I really want to play Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to play it on my PS4 Pro because every time I use my PS4 Pro, I have to open every door to my console <laughs> else, or else it literally sounds like I'm sitting on the tarmac at LaGuardia. Yeah. Well, g- give me an impression of what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Sounds like the exorcist. <laughs> I can't hear. It's louder than my than. I have like these separate units in each room, like the the electric heat AC things. Yeah. I have a abyssal air cleaner that is still quieter at its highest level than my PS4 Pro. Like it's it's abs- like they weren't using their heads when yeah. they designed this thing. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like it's funny that when I was playing video games on my PS4 in the living room and Heather was trying to work and I could just hear just like the sound of the <laughs> just driving her insane. And it's not, it's not like it's a white noise machine. It's not a pleasant sound. No, it's not. It's, it's just like they annoying. put the world's most irritating fans inside of it. Yeah. I and literally, the, and I the way it kicks up because of it. Yeah. It's so, uh, I'm, it's so funny. The other day I was, uh, leaving the apartment and obviously somebody in my building got a PS five because they had a, a, a post-it note just as you leave the elevator PS four pro $150. And I was like, you know, that makes sense because who the hell wants to deal with that? Yeah. Just get rid of it. So I'm, I'm kind of, I, I keep checking, like I installed the telegram app and connected to remember now in stock.com. So, so that like, it sends me alerts anytime they go up on sale and I've been like obsessively checking them just to know, even though I don't have the money for it. Like I, I still owe a thousand dollars to my, uh, uh, my university so that I can get my diploma. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like. I, it's that's yeah that's reality uh it just like sucks it's like all i i have the money for it right now but i know that like it's sitting in my account and i'm like i can't use that on what i want and yeah. <laughs> use it on what will give me a piece of paper that says i completed <laughs> something you know, um, it's insane how the the series x makes no sound at all Oh, the only time I've heard it, you know, when you first put in a game and it basically downloads off the disc, 
Yeah. I can hear it reading the disc. That's like the most noise it makes when you first put a game in. I think the most joyful thing I've experienced just in in a city like this is having uh, gigabit uh, internet. Oh, nice. Like just, you know, uh, it's not the best service, uh, but the fact that I can just like I never have to worry about like when I'm streaming like a 4K movie or need to download a game digitally. Yeah that it's going to look or take forever. Like it takes no time whatsoever. Yeah. When, uh, I knew we were getting the 4k and I was going to be, we were going to be streaming Netflix, uh, etc. I knew that we needed better internet and we, uh, yeah. doubled it. Basically we didn't, unfortunately we didn't have, uh, what do you call it? Why can't I think of the term? What? optical you know it's going through oh the fiber yeah we didn't have fiber here yet i didn't have the fiber <laughs> yeah but I, we yeah, could you guys get that metamucil into the system so we can have our fiber <laughs> but we doubled the speed and now you know we can watch things in 4k and stuff and it's amazing okay good yeah i mean it's i'm one person living alone and i have uh i pay entirely too much for it but it gives me joy that I can do pretty much whatever I want. Well, that's the craziest thing is it came at the right time to double our internet because Heather works from home, does school from home, on yeah. home, doing whatever on the internet. And we could all do that. We never have a problem. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Well, every once in a while, we, you got to reboot it or whatever, but. Sure. And plus, I mean, I, I, I'm sure my internet would be so much better if I just like bought a modem router that, but those, the things are like 400 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm satisfied with renting it for now. I'm so tired that I haven't even changed the SSID yet. (laughs) Like, Like that was like one of the first things I always did was like, whether it was not yours or barter town. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's at this point, it's my Altice FD six zero six five nine whatever. Well, that's what's so I, funny. Haven't even, I haven't even changed the password. And the Series X, when you hook it up, it's like you can customize the the screen. You can make it whatever color you want. I'm like, no, nah, I don't give a shit about any of that. Just play a game. Yeah. Just I don't give have me time black and I don't have time for this shit. You know, yeah. the funniest thing is I end up like with these new games. They all have patches that they have to download and I don't get to game much, but when I do and I'm like, okay, I have two hours to play cyberpunk. It'll have like a 25 gigabyte patch before I can play. And so I end up playing Peggle two for two hours instead. (laughs) And then, but you get to listen to Ode Ode to joy over and over again. I know. I'm always like the diehard song, man. (laughs) Full circle. Can I just say this about Die Hard? You know, full, full <laughs> yes. circle. when I was looking up Shoot the Glass, yes. I found a Die Hard podcast called Die Hard Minute, where every episode covers one minute of Die Hard. That's kind of brilliant. There's an episode called Shoot the Glass. Gary and Victoria talk about shoot the glass that minute of die hard i can't believe it that there's a podcast for this that's i mean there's a podcast for everything at this point it's insane i'm gonna have to listen to it and see if they're like this scene bothers me as long as it's not a true crime podcast you're fine yeah i don't think i could handle another one of those serial hit and then everyone made one i know i didn't listen to a single one no neither did i but people love them by the way, the very first Star Wars High Republic novel comes out in January. Okay. The first one is read by Mark Thompson. Yes. Who, I mean, come on. There was nothing better than a good Star Wars audiobook because it used the music. It used the sounds. Mark Thompson is a master He's amazing. Of, of voices and presence and just... Please give this man every award possible. It's just like close your eyes and be immersed. Right? 
I'm I'm totally for it, and I I can't wait for. Um, I almost feel like we're going to have to do a series on um, uh, the story of Boba Fett or whatever the hell they're calling it. Yeah, the book of Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett. <laughs> story book glass windows. Same thing. I'm going to call this episode Jason and Will Shoot the Glass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's basically what we did. We shattered we shattered the glass. Instead of uh, shooting the shit, we shot the glass. We shot the glass, and then we rode the elevator through the glass. Um, <laughs> and, and now we can see um, Grandpa Joe dancing with his golden ticket. Ah, oh, Grandpa Joe. Son of a bitch. You're an inhuman monster. It's like you every every patient I have. Good day, um, sir. I don't want to do anything. I'm going to stay here in bed. By the way, I've been trying to compile my top 20 films of all time. Oh, Christ. Why would you do that to yourself? Because I thought it would be fun to make <laughs> a podcast is it, of it. Is, oh, okay. Okay. I'll give you that. And my top 20 films range to no the 70s to I don't even know when the latest film, but all of my favorite films are from my childhood. Nothing from when I've been an adult. Wow. The, all the ones when I was an adult are in the honorable mentions. <laughs> really? But number 20 on my list is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's a great film. Just because of the feelings it makes me feel. That's the thing that, you know, I haven't got to experience it here in New York in the past year because of COVID. But when I first moved here and basically, you know, one of one of my second homes was Alamo Draft House and going to like Weird Wednesday or, um, you know, and any of the other theme nights that they have where they uh, they get a 35 millimeter print of something. And getting able to sit down in a theater and watching a 35 millimeter print, because we forget, I mean, honestly, you really don't remember what it was like to sit down in a theater and watch something on film. I miss it so much. Um, And whenever I got to like experience, the last film I saw projected in a multiplex in 35 millimeter was Scott Pilgrim. Oh, wow. I don't even know uh, what mine was. Yeah, and I only remember because of the like the markings at the um at the real changes. Come to New York, and those are the things that like I, I I've experienced that I was like, man, I wish Jason was here with me to see this. Like going to the most pretentious piece of shit theater on the face of the earth, the 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 uh, Metro, the can't even remember the name of it at this point. I only went there once. I went there to see a 35 millimeter print of Scrooged before Christmas with Karen Allen doing a Q and a after. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that was like, th- that's the sort of thing that like, or going to see Frankenhooker in 30, 35 millimeter. That's hilarious. With the director. Steven or, will always proudly tell you he saw that in the theater, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it's, it's kind of in the and the two stars were there also or um you know having you know just that sort of thing is the sort of thing that you don't experience anywhere else or you know me going to see i remember when the tribeca film festival was happening and they were premiering that freaks and geeks documentary that aired yeah. you know a couple months later and i went to see that and i got to see paul feig and i said uh you know you were great in ski school um, <laughs> and have his like wife almost tackle my friend Erica because my friend Erica touched his suit. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's like these little moments um, or going to see, you know, the, the meet the mads uh, where Frank Conniff and Trace Beaulieu Rift two movies at the Alamo Draft House one night in the most, f- I mean, so good. I loved Cinematic Titanic, but those two are brilliant. They really are. Um, you know, we wanted to do that so bad, but it was so expensive. We just couldn't. Yeah. Do it. 
And I mean, it, it, I went and I met them and like, it's just like little things like that, that I was like, man, this is like, or going to see the first one of the best friends, the, the thing that Tommy Wiseau did with uh, Greg Sestero. Oh yeah. That looks so and, bad. Like, is it? <laughs> and actually, oh, it's horrible. I didn't even watch the second part. The first one was so bad. But the fact that I, I got to sit, you know, I'm in the theater and I raised my hand and I was like, I asked Greg Sestero, I was like, I feel like I just watched a Jungian fever dream. Like, what was your motivation to make this? And he didn't have an answer. I was just like, okay, you're an asshole. Uh, <laughs> he didn't have an answer. I will say <laughs> no. this, that audiobook for uh, his book on The Room, what was it called? The Disaster Artist. Oh, yeah, of course, The Disaster Artist is fantastic audiobook. It's so good. And I actually, I'm reaching up and I'm grabbing it off in front of off my bookcase in front of me and opening up the page. And there it is. That was the reason I went. Greg Sestero. He crosses out his name, signs his signature and writes to William. Oh, you know, the like, best line in that entire book isn't even in the movie. And I don't understand why it wasn't. It's when, uh, Tommy Wiseau is going to take Greg away on their little road trip. And the mom comes out there and she says, do not have sex with my son. And it was so funny. And he goes, Oh lady, you're crazy. You're out of this world. You're crazy. What are you talking about? And that was not in the movie. I don't understand no, why, but that's like, that's my main goal. Once COVID ends and you know, I'm still here getting you and the family up here and just doing something that is pure New York, like going to see something experiencing, going to like the Alamo draft house and having to go up in multiple escalators to even get into a theater. That's on like the fifth floor of a building. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when I went to see in uh, uh, Avengers Endgame and having to go to the Lincoln center which has the IMAX with the laser, like the 4K laser projection. Uh, that was like, even though I didn't really enjoy the the final two Avengers movies, which is a whole other story, that sort of thing is like the sort of thing that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, the audience participation and all that. Yeah, like just the, 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 the presentation, because it's, the presentation is held to a certain standard. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to get the best possible. And I think that's the thing that I appreciate the most about New York, especially when it comes to film, at least. What was the last movie you saw in the theater, by the way? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, I'm going to I want you to guess just once, just one guess, just to, like, give me a moment here. I'm going to. I know what I saw last, so I'm just okay. Say what that. did you see last? Uh, Rise of Skywalker, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! Yes. Aren't you glad? The last. Oh God, it's so painful. It hurts. You went out. <laughs> you know, it's. I have you know I have friends that actually drove to New Jersey. Because there was a period of time where they opened the theaters to go see Tenet in four, you know, or in IMAX, you know, during a, a period of like complete, total, inappropriate yeah. ideas of what you know, public. My yeah. film must must be shown in the cinema. It's not for video on demand. It's it's a okay. cinematic experience. Listen, I love Christopher Nolan. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't love Christopher Nolan. I do. Yeah. He's a bit of a douche, but he's talented. Yeah, me. He's absolutely talented. I'm totally looking forward to watching his forward backward movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he loves his gimmicks. I mean, the freaking title is Tenant. I don't even have to read the. I don't even have to read the summary of it on Wikipedia to know that it's a play on forward backward. When I realized what he was doing in Dunkirk, I was like, "Oh, this is brilliant." Oh, guess what? I never watched it. I own it on 4K Blu-ray. Never watched it. It's good. Is it? Yeah. I'll watch it tomorrow. There will be a moment where you go, oh. Will there be a moment where I go, am I watching Tenet? 
there'll be a moment where you go, what the hell are they saying? It's too loud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. I mean, I'm down for that. And There's like, so many. Where's the, the closed captioning controls in this guy? I have thing? I have 4K Blu-rays that I've never opened. Like it's like the only ones that I've actually watched. And even though Mad Max Fury Road is not technically actual 4K, it was shot, you know, yeah, two and like 2K something. Still looks great uh, though. Still looks so good. Uh, I watched that. I think I I, I never opened. Even though, like, the true 4K ones that I actually have, uh, I think I only watched Die Hard. Mm. Uh, oh, I, I need to watch that in 4K. It looks so shitty yeah. on HBO. Oh, it still looks shitty in 4K because just the, the, the film stock they used is garbage. It's very grainy, um, but it still looks good. It's fine. I don't like whenever somebody goes and remasters something in 4K and, like, removes the grain or anything like that. But As long as the sound mix is still good. Yeah, uh, I never opened Guardian of the Galaxy Volume Two because daddy issues, but I have watched it on Disney Plus, which is explain that to me. Um, <laughs> it's easier. Yeah, I, I mean that's really what it comes down to. I'm trying to think what else I have. Oh, I've watched Interstellar. God, I love Interstellar. Christopher Nolan, you son of a bitch. Um, yep. Love transcends time and space. Uh, speaking of, watch uh, the, you know, not great, but still acceptable George Clooney film, The Midnight Sky on Netflix. Book was oh, better. I want to see it. It's good. It's good. I mean, I love dystopian sci-fi. I mean, that's why, you know, Danny Boyle's Sunshine is in my top ten of uh, greatest sci-fi films ever made. Uh, I watched it with a friend the other night, and they said, how can you enjoy this? It's too much i was like sorry too much what emotion uh yeah like just uh especially like the final like reel of it where like i was they were like this is just too it's too much it's like and i was like but that's the whole point of it they're like almost in the sun time is messed up you know what happened we don't know what happens to us as we you know approach the you know our star we don't, you know, we we have no quantifiable uh, reason to even go there. So how do we know, you know, if if you know what, how that would affect us? And like, but nothing's in focus. And I was like, that's the point. Like it was like it's so yeah. It was it's it can be overwhelming, but so I love that movie. Love 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 that movie. It's probably in my top ten of like sci-fi films at least. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched it in years. I would die. I would seriously, I would die to get a 4K of Sunshine, which Chris Evans, holy shit, just like, dude, so good. He is. That's when we first knew. Yeah. This guy's got something. You know, and speaking of like somebody that's that has something that's no longer with us, I would die for a 4K of Running Scared. Mm, the the, the Wayne Walker. Kramer Paul Walker film is the is Shawshank Redemption in 4K? Uh, I don't know. I I don't. I mean, you would if there is a copy of it, it would have to be true 4K because it was shot on film. That was before they were shooting on, you know, Ari Alexa cameras. I want to see the outlaw Josie Wells in 4K. Uh, yeah. No, it's not on 4K. It's just on Blu-ray. Um. Shawshank. The Abyss in 4K. Well, it, apparently that stupid son of a bitch is working on it, but I mean, <laughs> they just finished production on all six Avatar sequels in Good God. <laughs> in New Zealand or wherever the hell they were shooting them. You know, I follow, um, is it John Landau? Yeah. The the producer on Instagram and every you know every other day he posts like a picture of himself in a shirt that says wash your hands, uh, and I'm just like release the movies, yeah. just finish them, I please. Mean, this never at this point, Blu-ray. For at this point, no one cares. Like, what are you gonna wait like five more years to release Avatar in you know 120 hertz, 3D, 8K, you know, melt your brain. There's whatever a, technology there's a new ghostbuster sitting in a vault somewhere holy shit i forgot about that yeah 
<laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Dude, you have no idea how much you just blew my mind. I forgot all about the Ghostbusters film. Yeah. That's how important that was to me. I forgot about it. <laughs> and who knows when we'll see it. Oh, God, Finn Wolfhard's going to be like 45 years old by the time we see the new Ghostbusters. I know. I oh, love that dude's that... name, by the way. Uh, that's, a, that's a good name. I wonder if it's his real name. I hope so. Wolf Finnhard. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get to see Brigsby Bear? Yes. Did you like it? I loved it. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, funny. I loved Brigsby Bear. Yeah, I really liked that movie. It really meant a lot to me. I really enjoyed it. That's somebody that I've met that I've never told you about. Kyle, Kyle Mooney? Mooney? Yeah, at the Alamo. Oh, that's cool. I, didn't, I had no idea who he was until my friend was like, that's Kevin Mooney or Cal Mooney. And I was like, oh, who's that? And they were like, Brigsby, you talk about Brigsby Bear. I was like, oh, no shit. Really? The guy had no idea. Yeah, we when we saw Brigsby Bear in Dallas, he was there for a Q and A. Oh, and I'm sorry, but I find Q and A so just torturous because yeah, people, they're horrible. People ask the dumbest, stupidest questions, and they try to be funny. You know, like yeah. hey, hey, Kyle, what's your spirit animal? And I loved his retort was like, oh, I actually get asked that at all of these Q and As. So here's my spirit animal, and it was kind of like. Dude, F you. <laughs> Your stupid <Yeah>. question. <laughs> That's cultural appropriation, and you shouldn't talk about spirit animals. That's my answer. Yeah, I, I, it's a really, really beautiful film. I should watch it again. I need to watch it again. I really loved it. And it's a personal film, you know? It is. Yeah. And it's so neat, also, and creative. Yeah. All right. I'm going to list top 4Ks that need to come out, and they're all old movies. Sorry. Okay. No, please. Buckaroo Bonsai in 4K. Yes. Saw it in 35mm. Gorgeous. Deserves it. Why is that watermelon here? Tron. Yes. Saw it in 70mm. Stunning, because they shot it on 65mm. The Black Natural and white. with Robert Redford. Uh, you can keep that one. <laughs> 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 the last starfighter yes absolutely i agree galaxy quest oh god yeah uh, uh especially now you know yeah that documentary on amazon mm. i haven't watched that yet oh god get some tissues near dark oh god mm, yeah Raiders, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wasn't it? Is that in 4K anywhere? I thought it was. Oh, well, maybe I need to see that. Yeah, it is. No, it's coming in 2021, but I think I saw it in 4K. Will I ever get to see Darkman in 4K? That's the question. <gasps> oh, God, no. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> no, they're not going to pay for that. Maybe the new Doctor Strange by Sam Raimi will be so good. They're like, we need all of his movies in 4K now. I am. I got to tell you, I am so excited for that. Oh, it's going to be. I cool. am just so absurdly excited for that because I actually love Doctor Strange. I think I think Stephen Strange is the one of the best characters to come out of the MCU so far. Yeah. The and, first one is so good. And Benedict Cumbersnatch is just... <laughs> I'm not sure... Uh, okay, yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Um, he's just... He's so good as uh, um, the the doctor who... Did you ever see um, the uh, Between Two Ferns movie on Netflix? <laughs> no. He's no. interviewing Benedict Cumberbatch, but he can't get his name right. And he's like, <laughs> Benderflick, Cabot Snatch. And he's just like all these different... <laughs> And he never calls him by his real name. And it's, I'm not kidding. I was crying during the whole scene because it's so ridiculous. Have you ever watched the clip of the BBC show that uh, Cumberbatch, yes, that's his actual name, narrated about penguins? <laughs> no. Okay, so we'll wrap, we'll wrap this up because I, I should go. It's 1030. Okay. Um, but I want you to bring up on YouTube... Benedict Cumberbatch 
penguins. That was the first thing I typed in Benedict and it was the first thing <laughs> and just hit play. Well, the first one just, is a Graham Norton. No, clip. don't do that one. Just do, do the one that's just the, the raw feed. Okay. But most of New Zealand's pioneering creatures were drawn to the forests below. And here too, given the strange nature of life on Pacific islands, it pays to expect the unexpected. <laughs> And the last thing you might expect to see here is penguins. Is what? Penguins? <laughs> These are Fjordland crested penguins, named after this corner of South New Zealand and their funky hairdo. Wait, is he saying the word penguin? <laughs> He's saying penguin. Is that what the joke is, that he can't say the word penguin? He literally cannot say the word penguin. <laughs> Penguins. It, he changes it every time. That's hilarious. But yes. That's a strange word not to be able to say. I, yeah, I, and I think the Graham Norton clip is him basically saying just like, yeah, I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I just, I can't do it. It's just one of those things. So Doctor Strange, at some point in Sam Raimi's, uh, at the, what, the it's not the Mountains of Madness, it's... The Multiverse of Madness. The Multiverse of Madness, he has to say penguins. <laughs> penguins. <laughs> penguins. Penguins. That's hilarious. Pen well, Will, it's been fantastic <sighs> talking to you. I love talking to you. I love you. And I hope that you're great. And I hope that the, you know, the vaccine treats you well, you know, after this week, <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting to feel better. Um, Good. it's taken a little bit out of me, but, uh, I think I bought the entirety of Gatorade in Brooklyn, uh, this evening to be delivered to my front door. Fruit punch. Uh, no, they, somebody told me at work that I shouldn't drink the red one. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm sure it's complete bullshit. What color uh, did you get? I bought the green and the yellow. Okay. If I mix them, I'll get blue. Oh, I, I like the blue one, actually. Is that, yeah, is that the way color theory works? I can't remember. I um, think so. The, I think <laughs> the blue one's called. It's like something ice, and I, I like that flavor. I always like the white one, the cherry ice, but apparently people don't like that. Huh. But yeah, I bought a bunch of uh, Gatorade. Uh, I've been drinking a ton of it. That's why I keep running to pee. Um, <laughs> and I am actually starting to feel a little bit better. That's good. So you say when Heather and I, the time comes for us to get the vaccine, we shouldn't get it at the same time in case we react badly to it? Well, I don't think anybody will react badly to it, but it would be a good idea to stagger it by a couple days. You might be laid up for two days or something. Yeah. Just feel And like some shit. people it might not affect at all, but... I hope I'm one of those people that doesn't affect at all. Yeah. It's entirely possible. I didn't think it would affect me. But yeah, I, I felt like a, a sack of burlap hammered shit for about three days. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Me too. And I hope we get to talk again soon. I think we will. Good. <laughs> it's very ominous. <laughs> I think. I thought that yeah. sounded incredibly. Um, uh, I don't know. I thought. I thought maybe I was saying like, yes, I think it's it's imminent. <laughs> yes. Not ominous, but imminent. Great. I'm looking forward to it. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you go so you don't stay up too late. And uh, I just appreciate you recording with me. And uh, do you mind me releasing this to the world? No, go for it. And maybe we'll get some feedback. <laughs> all right, maybe. That's all that matters. <laughs> ah, ah, I love it. All right, man. All right, good night. Take care. Good night. You and, too. Talk uh, to you soon. Yeah, talk to you real soon. All right. Yep. Bye. Bye. That's the show. The Jstrom certainly hopes that you enjoyed it. If you did, why don't you drop him a line? 
Leave an email by sending it to nimpodcast at gmail.com or just leave a comment in the Facebook thread for this very episode. Hell, why not send him a voicemail at the same email? No matter what just know that it will be appreciated to just let us know that you enjoyed the show. Peace out, stay safe and most of all may the force be with you. Come here, you chicken legs, you KFC chicken legs. Now this is podcasting.